T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, the Padres dispelling small market baseball myths, Matt Nagy getting settled into his old office, and Vinny refuses to give the show credit for propelling him to success. Now two guys who will have their eyes glued to all the hunks in Indianapolis running around in tight-fitting clothes this week, Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. Oh, is there, a, is there a combine this week? Is that what you were alluding to? Is that the event that you were discussing? Oh, that's right. That is this week. That's that's the one. You were, oh, is there another event that you were trying to, that, that you thought you'd With be tight-fitting clothes? Or is it just the combine? There's. I'm always paying attention to when there are hunks running around in tight-fitting clothes. I know you are. I, I, well, this I, whole I, show is. <laughs> <laughs> the Why combine. Something it's all in. You but, don't care about the combine? Combine starts tomorrow. I will say the combine is way more interesting when you're a team that has a top 10 pick. I will, I will definitely say that. You, know, you care about there's a quarterback always, or wide receiver that's going to go near the top? There's always something interesting that comes out of the combine, though. I'm not talking about necessarily directly related to Chiefs, but we already got even some news uh, today from Adam Schefter about the Bears, of course, and their willingness to shop the number one pick. Stuff like that. We think of the combine just as the scouting portion, but that's also when there's a lot of meetings going on uh, about potential stuff for we, once free agency opens up, even in a couple weeks. I know you're not supposed to have those, but we know stuff like that occurs that there are conversations that that's set up for eventually when the league year actually starts. But tomorrow in Indianapolis, the combine is underway. I understand that there must be some competitive advantage. They're trying to keep even, but it always seems like the dumbest thing to be like, you're not allowed to talk for these like two weeks. <laughs> like, Go home and see your families. That's really what it's about. Because if you didn't stop them from doing that, they just never would. They would just go on doing wait, football wait, stuff so, forever. Wait, wait a minute. So you think... The NFL is mandating rules so that front yes. office executives spend time yes. with their wives and yes. children. That's my that's my working theory. <laughs> like, what hey, do you think it's for? All the wives, competitive all balance. The, all the wives have been sending in complaint letters that our husbands never come home. So the NFL stepped in and said, "Come on, guys, stop being deadbeat dads. Go home, see your kids for like at least a week, and then you can get back to football." Yeah, that feels right. Feels very right to me. Not gonna lie. You don't think that that's the case. What do you think it's for? I'm something football-related. Okay. I don't think the NFL is meddling in relationship affairs. Oh, yeah. The NFL's never been known to overstep a, okay. a boundary. Okay. What, what, is this? what are you where's, saying? Yeah, where, where what are you saying? Listen to yourself. Where is this coming from? Did you have, did something happen over the weekend involving Seriously? the NFL? You? <laughs> it's kind of random. Hmm. Hope, you have, hope you already had a good weekend. We'll get into some of the things from the weekend 
uh, a little bit later throughout the show. You can, of course, interact with us on the J Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. You can watch us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube as well. The video stream is up and running. One thing Nick did mention in his intro, though, was the San Diego Padres and what they are doing as a small market team. And what did they do this weekend? Oh, they just handed out another massive extension. It's not their first. It's not their second. It's their third one. This one involving Manny Machado, a $350 million extension. $350 million to Manny Machado, who there were a lot of reports at one point that he was going to opt out, right? That he was going to go test free agency. Turns out when all of a sudden that team you're already with is willing to give you $350 million, yeah, that'll, that'll keep you there. That'll keep you a nice, sunny San Diego for a Padres organization that is willing to go out and spend big time money, they are they other than the Mets, they are right up there with everybody else in terms of spending. I like how good this is for baseball, and I don't care that I'm supposed to dislike it as a small market owner. Because I'm supposed to be like, oh, it's not fair for everybody. And look what the Mets are doing. They're spending $330 million in the payroll. This is good for the sport. It is that what the Padres are doing is directly in the face of everyone else in baseball and this entire story they've been trying to sow for years, like for decades, since the strike in the 90s, since you were born, Gold. Major League Baseball owners have been carefully crafting a message of, we're poor. Well, please, we can't. We can't pay for our own stadiums. We can't pay payrolls. It's too expensive. We'll never make it. That's been their whole story for 30 damn years. And the Padres are like, none of that's true. You can spend whatever you want and no one can stop us. And I, I, it, I objectively think in the end, it will be good for baseball that someone is willing to go against the grain. Look, I think they're going to have to win to convince other small market teams, other small market fan bases to put this kind of pressure on their organizations but they have three contracts over $280 million. They have five contracts on their books right now that are greater than the single contract. Any contract's ever been handed out by the Royals organizations. They haven't, and they're paying Juan Soto $23 million a year. That's more than they've ever paid a single player in the Royals organization on an annual per-year basis. And reportedly, they're interested in Shohei Otani. They are one of the, the smallest markets in baseball. You can give me the California stuff, but they didn't used to spend like this. Didn't matter they were in California all these other times. Their owner's worth $3.5 billion. It's about triple that of what John Sherman's worth. That's notable here. I'm not saying that there's not a difference between $1 and $3 billion from a spending perspective, but this is proving that you really can take whatever chances you want. And it's not going to ruin you if one contract goes bad. They handed out $144 million to Eric Hosmer, and it turns out it didn't make them destitute. All they did was spend more. Yeah, so... You said it there with the net worth stuff, and, and no, nobody's saying uh, John Sherman is hurting by any means. No, nobody's uh, nobody's claiming that. But they're like to say that somebody's worth three times more, and we're talking. We're not talking about you and I and our net worth, which is nothing. We're talking about three times people. That yourself. Are, <laughs> we're talking about three times when the <laughs> net worth is already in the billions. Like so, there is significance to that. Now, I, you'll drive yourself crazy, I think, if 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 you try to to look at these every single time though and think, man, the Royals could do that if they want. Like. I think you would drive your crazy because that to this extent, Cody, it's never going to happen. It will never happen. Now, getting to the point where they're going to spend and be in the top 15, the top 10 in payroll, like they were for two years, I believe, in 14 and 15, heading into 16 even, that I think can happen again. That's, a, that's something that I truly do believe John Sherman would be willing to do if the organization was in that right position. If we find out that after this year and next year, Cody, that they have the young core in place, that 
Vinny and Melendez and, and just whoever, right? You, you want to name it you think is truly part of this young core of the future. If those guys actually are Bobby Wood Jr., of course, if they are part of that, then I think you'll see an increase in the payroll. But until that happens, I, I don't think you're going to see that. And you'll drive yourself nuts, though, if you think they're ever going to do anything near what the Padres are doing. And one thing, in fairness, I will say, you said it. Will they have success with it? Because we can we can say, oh, it's amazing. Only way to convince it's, other it's, teams it's, is to win. It's amazing. The Padres are spending all this money. And not just win. Win a World Series. They're spending all this money, and it's fun, and it's great. And, and give them a ton of credit for doing that. They have nothing to show for it yet. One NLCS appearance. Yeah, so I would just say that. I'm not, I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to be around a team that's spending money as much as the Padres, because that seems a lot of fun. That seems like a lot of fun as a fan to see your organization doing that. But we can't also act like, oh, it also means you're going to be a great baseball team, which deep down, I don't know about you, Cody, I don't want to throw my money away at something that also doesn't lead to results. And right now it hasn't led to any results if I'm the Padres. So... It's it's well they're better than they were but understandable and and I think your point is valid because like my thought is I don't like you're saying you're driving yourself crazy if you're never going to think that I I'm not going to just give up on the note I'm not going to just let generally the ownership group of Major League Baseball win and continue to sow a seed that I don't think has ever been true I don't think it's ever true I think they've been crying poor for a long ass time in baseball. And they don't like what Seidler's doing. That to me not. is well, that, that to me is disagree. the best yeah. sign ever for just how accurate it is. And look, Sherman's barely been the Royals owner. This isn't even really this isn't nearly about him as it is all the other ones who I've heard cry poor for years. Pittsburgh's ownership, Oakland's ownership, Reds' ownership, Cleveland's ownership. Those are the ones that for years have claimed about the inequity of the system and how we can't compete at the highest level. The the San Diego Padres have more on their payroll this year than the Dodgers, that's been one of the highest payroll teams for years, and they're going to spend more Look, than them. To me, the biggest key I think that matters to the Royals in this is stop. Yeah, okay, fine. I won't push you to, to pay three guys $280 million and pay for one soda and all that. Fine. I, I, I will concede to somewhere in the middle. Stop telling me you can't afford a $200 million player. Stop it. It's not true. I didn't say three, one. And it's not going to bankrupt you, and we're not going to ruin the franchise for 30 years if this $200 million contract doesn't work out. Stop it. You can pay somebody. You can pay one player. Look, if you want to be careful about the payer you, player you pay before you hand out $200 million, you want to make sure you, you, you want to be a little careful with it? Okay. But for years, the story's not been we're trying to be careful about the player we're paying. It's we're not going to pay them that. Let's not think like that anymore. That's too linear. That's too single-minded. you got to start thinking yeah, about has, the fact that everyone in baseball is going to have a contract like this. There has to be a balance. I mean, there, there has to be a balance between what the Padres are doing, as you mentioned, and what the, the Royals or any of these other small market teams can do. Um, the, the part when I say you're going to drive yourself crazy is like they're not, they're not going to have three guys over $200 million. It's just, never, like, it's just not happening in our lifetime. It's just not. Sorry. Like, it's just not. But I want it. Um, but to your point, can you have one guy that's making $220 million? And another guy's making 80 because I, you paid him I, early? And another I, guy's I, making I, 130 Yeah. I, I think so. I think the only way we'll have the definitive answer on all that is if this club gets in a position that they believe they have the guys in place and now it's time to either lock them up or go spend money because, oh, we, we got a chance to really be competitive. This organization, and we saw it play out in 14-15. If you're, we, we've all been in this town long enough. We know that... The, the, the idea, though, that they're just out of going from a 60-something win team and that they're going to just go spend $200 million one offseason, like, that's just not, it's not, it's just not going to happen. But when you already have homegrown talent that's in position to, and you need money to be spent to push you over the top, 
I think we saw the prior ownership group do that exact thing. And I think that's the hope that this ownership group will, will do as well. Because um, the thing I'll is, be curious to see if the Padres actually bring home any hardware with all this. Because it's fun. You're right. It's fun to say you're giving it a go and nobody can fault an owner for going out and spending the kind of money that the Padres are spending. But are they going to actually have hardware to, to go with it? And I think it's a almost a big problem if the Padres go out and spend this money, Cody, and in five years from now, if we're talking about them still not having a world championship and, and still not even going to a World Series. Yeah, going to a World Series, step one. But then, yeah, certainly winning. Winning a World Series is the thing that we're at least, then they get to, and every other fan base gets to, throw it in the face of, you know, of the team. Be like, look. I mean, we're looking at it together right now. You and me look at this. They just prove that you can just spend money and win. Like that's it. Like, it's not like they had a small payroll last year. They had a plenty big enough payroll last year, but they just decided one day they didn't just, that's it. I mean, that's really what it is. Seidler's on the team for, you know, I don't know, a decade maybe. And one day he just woke up in the morning and he's like, what if I spend a bunch of money? Cause their opening day payroll you know, 2020 you know what it is too i mean was 70 million dollars and now they're at 230 he just decided one day you know what i'll do spend yeah i mean i think i, I don't know the direct answer we're not in san diego but much as we've talked about the first three years of john Sherman, now three years yeah of john sherman year one was the covid year as we know yeah talk about attendance and all that kind of stuff i think i'm not pushing him yet a decade the- plus like we all know you have to recoup that investment right initially and i think that's the the stage we're in right now like and the Padres owner's it? like, cool, and I got enough out of this. I'm all right. Fair or not, how much is the ball? This is not an excuse for John Sherman because we know there's frustration with the public financing aspect of the stadium projects uh, that are going to be in the works. But like that is also something that they're trying to get accomplished right now. You know, I think it becomes a lot harder to push uh, against the payroll stuff when, let's say, the public does give the money that's needed for the, the stadium, and it's probably going to happen. At that point in time when there is this new revenue being brought in that we keep hearing about with the ballpark district and all that, oh, are you still not spending at that point? That's when it becomes more fair to be critical. I'm a long way away from that. And I don't know, by the way, I have no idea. I was trying to look up the Padres TV contract. It's the same as Bally Sports. Versus the Royals, yeah, and to see how that same impacts issue. it as They're well. going to have the exact same issue. Yeah. They're with Bally Sports. No, they could go do- bankrupt. Not about the actual dollar amount. Uh, not they're, they're not. I've, I found it's like $1.2 billion for they're the Padres. Not, they're not widely different. They are pretty similar, and they're having the same issue with the bankruptcy issue that the Royals might run into. Yeah, I'm not even talking about the bankruptcy. I was just talking about the flat dollar amount of where the TV contracts yeah. have been for both organizations. Look, a lot of this just, I mean, this isn't that hard to figure out. Seidler's on the team. Um, like, they when they purchased the team, they could have spent money right away. They could have done all these things, but they they moved Seidler to the chairman role in 2020, and then they started spending. They bought this team in 2012. In tw- as early as 2017, they had the second lowest payroll in baseball. They made Seidler the majority owner, the guy in charge, the chairman, and then the checks started flowing. Because there is benefit. We've said this before. Like As much as it is like, well, it's hard to make money, it's like, well, yeah, when you lose, it is. But if you invest in the team, you spend a lot of money, you make it get exciting, it turns out it's easier to like do the same break-even process you're making. That's always the conversation. It's just it's to me, it's just a willingness. Seidler's been around this team. We're also He's been a part five. of Major League Baseball. Top five in attendance. Because they you know why they're top five in attendance? Because people attend the game. Where were well, they in 20? 20- well, I mean, that is how that well, yeah. uh, Because they win. No, 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 no. You don't get away. You don't get to get away with that. Fine. And I know you're, you're, well, you're, I know you're passionate right now, but you can't. You don't get to get away with saying that. Look. Go ahead. In Major Go ahead. League Baseball standards, 
do you know the the reason why they do it is because they're winning being like well the top five attendance it's easy to spend the money the only reason they're top five in attendance is because they're spending the money Yes, there's a, there's a little more of the cotton, a little more nuance there. That is the majority. Is it? I mean, yes. in 2017, they yeah, had the second on. lowest payroll. Uh, they down. were bottom ten in attendance. There is nuance to it. The the Chargers do not exist in San Diego anymore. Last time I checked, there is. What else is there? To, what else is there sports wise? Of course, it's a beautiful city. The beaches. I just go spend time at the beach every damn day if I live in San Diego. Yeah, there's but plenty to do in San Diego. Nobody needs about, to go to a sporting I'm, event. I'm talking about entertainment. There's 79 no, and there's, sunny. There's no. There's no. They're the only sports team there. Yeah, but it's also, it's California. They're not competing for an entertainment dollar the way if, like, the Royals just weren't here anymore. Like, San Diego is a completely different and animal from like an attendance California standpoint. California is a small state. Like, San Diego is a long ways away from L.A. Like, you're acting like, like that, that, that California as a whole, that what happens in L.A. is the same as what happens in San Diego. It is not. Anyway, we can get back into this a little bit later on uh, in the show. Interesting. I just think you'll drive yourself crazy, man, if you think the Royals are ever going to do what the Padres are doing right now. It's just not happening. This amount? No, but there's middle ground. I think there's more than more than fairness to ask for middle ground. Coming up in about uh, 15 minutes or so, we'll talk about one player uh, that officially is going to not have his option picked up and how that actually plays out for this offseason and next year. I think it was expected news, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. The Chiefs did make it official, though, on, on Friday afternoon after we had got off the air that Matt Nagy is officially the offensive coordinator in Kansas City once again. And that was expected, I think, even go back to last year while Evie was still on staff. We knew once Matt Nagy came back to the Chiefs organization that this was the eventual uh, part of the succession plan if EB got a job. And maybe even part of the succession plan if Andy Reid retires in the next three, four years and Matt Nagy is still on staff. That, that's the fascinating thing. If, if this Chiefs offense is top two again next year, uh, they were the number one scoring offense is does Nagy get head coaching looks, but also what does he know that we don't know in terms of conversations with Andy Reid? If I can tell you, Matt Nagy, that, hey, you know what? Next year you're going to get head coaching interviews, but Andy might be gone in three years. You sure? You, are you wanting to wait a little bit just in case? You got the best opportunity maybe in sports, period. Because everybody – He's everybody way more likely to be that than Eric Bieniemy ever was. Everybody will want the Chiefs job the day that Andy Reid retires. Because Mahomes will still be in his early 30s, we think, at that point in time. It won't even matter. It doesn't matter if it's 10 years from now and he's 37. Everyone will still want that job, right? Yes. I mean, there's there's almost no time frame in which somebody's not going to want Mahomes to. Is Mahomes? Yeah. 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 Unless he takes some sort of huge drop-off that no one's ever going to predict, <laughs> then yeah, sure. Everyone's going to want that job. It's. I was trying to decide because I think from an ease-of-use perspective, yeah, what's really the problem here? They were – the last year he was in Kansas City – he was the offensive coordinator. It was Alex Smith. They He had a single best season of his career. He had like 4,000 yards. He had success. They were a top five offense in the NFL, even though it was an Alex Smith-led offense. They, you know, they got to the middle part of the playoff round. You know, they did fine. They had a really good offense. I've told you before, I still think his time in Chicago was largely looked at way too negatively. They have like a 400 winning percentage in like the decade before Matt Nagy showed up, and they've been, they were, they had three and 14 the year after he left. They were an above 500 team in the three years Matt Nagy coached them. They went to the playoffs twice. So I, you know, I still think that his time there was larger there. The only way I feel like it goes poorly is if there aren't enough minds working on the offense together, but it's just like, you know, like they've been loaded. It's Nagy and B enemy and Reed, but I don't know, man, as long as it's Reed, how can it really go poorly? Is there a single offense according to you? Like, they could bring in Nathaniel oh. Hackett, I don't think I'd be panicking. <laughs> yeah. Nagy feels like a perfect fit. They have a great relationship with the quarterback. It seems like the easiest hire of all time. I think the question is more, 
if he becomes the head coach one day, how do you feel? Not him as OC, to your point there. I mean, as long as Andy Reid is part of the equation here, I don't think anybody's ever going to be concerned about what this Chiefs offense can be, especially now what they just did a year ago after losing Tyree Kill and they were still the number one scoring offense in football. Like, what other, what other thing can you be worried about at this point as long as Andy's part of the equation? Now, three, four, five years from now, if Andy Reid decides to hang it up and let's say Matt Nagy be, or whoever, but Matt Nagy in this case becomes the head coach, yeah, there'll be a lot more questions then. That's the big unknown. The reason why Andy Reid's going to go down as a, one of the best coaches of all time, it's not just coincidence. It's because he is that brilliant as an offensive mind. So the whole bye week stat we bring up every year and give him more time and what new stack of plays and how he lets the players have their own creativity. Yeah, I'm sure Matt Nagy will learn and has learned much like Doug Peterson learned from Andy Reid and others, but that will be when I would have real questions. Just more about the, do you feel like you have the coaching advantage that you once had? But that's still years down the road. I Okay, so I would be very careful. Like, I understand that, but I'd be very careful if I were the Chiefs of just, like, making him feel like it's his gig. Because it, let's just let's call it five years for the sake of the conversation because it makes it easier. Mahomes will be 32. He'll still be somewhere near his prime. I mean, he's obviously going to be great. He's going to have a very long prime. But so when you look at that, I would want to – because you will have your choice of anyone. You don't have to just take <laughs> – yeah, Nobody's saying not to interview other people. Yeah. No, fact, well, they have, have to. to. I understand that. But, it, you know, I feel like there'd be a lot of Chiefs fans would be fine to just slide Matt Nagy in. Absolutely. Call it good. And I feel like I would rather wait this thing out and see who might be the biggest name this, then. Mahomes, like, if I were Nagy, I'd probably take any head coaching job that became available to me over the next five years, and I would wait out Andy Reid because you can always come back home or whatever things, and you just can't be promised that Andy's going to be gone in five years or any of these things. Like, if you get NFL head coaching jobs, you just kind of have to take them. That's the way. Except I, I agree with you, like 90%. Unless he knows something we don't, that, as you've but said. But also, Matt Nagy, you don't get a third chance. So, oh, yeah, know, I know. You know. So I think if it's your first gig uh, to be a head coach, you're right, that you you can be pickier, uh, unless, unfortunately, you're in the position that Eric bieniemy has been in. But other than that, if it's your second one, he can't go to Chicago, have some success early, and then people in Chicago view it as a failure, and then now go just take whatever job he wants as a head coach if he gets that opportunity. Again, talking about Matt Nagy. Uh, and then let's say it fails there. Like, you're not getting the third chance. The Chiefs won't be you know, calling the thing you is, the, third, the third time. The thing is, imagine what failure looks like in Kansas City for the guy who follows oh, wow. Andy Reid. That's tough. I mean, this goes back. What are you, to like the fourth best offense in the NFL? Get the hell out. This is That's the, how quickly uh, it's going to be. Like, the first guy to have to succeed Reid? Sure. That ain't going to be fun. We talk about this in sports a lot. I mean, it's, you know, whoever has to come after Roy Williams at North Carolina, and obviously Cooper Davis made it to a national championship game, but who have to come after Bill Self, who, anyway, who came after Bill Snyder. Was after Roy Williams at Kansas, too. Right, and then. right but like, after Bill Snyder, the answer is Chris Klein, or, you know, has been, or Coach K. You know, so those, are, those are always the, the debates and the questions, and, and the bar is insane. It was Ron Prince for a while. For a little bit, and then Bill came back. And then, yeah. Well, they had to because it went so <laughs> bad with Ron Prince. They had no Chris choice. Chris Kleiman's obviously, obviously done a great job uh, filling those shoes to this point. I just, I, it seems like a perfect fit. So I was like looking to find some place to like poke a hole in it. Like, all right, what's the argument for like, it's as a OC, bad idea. As OC, there, I mean, there's no, there's Mahomes not, it doesn't and, exist. Mahomes and Nagy have a, appears to me, a great relationship too. I think that's, and that's almost the, even in the whole coaching conversation, like that's also so important because of how we've seen relationships sour with some of these veteran quarterbacks over the years, Belichick and Brady, Rodgers and, and McCarthy to a certain extent. And obviously we just talked last week about Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, the report that he wanted the guy fired. That's the stuff that is also ultra important. And that's not a concern, at least on the Matt Nagy part. Do you think it's important who the next quarterback coach is? 
Like, if you're good at one and two, yeah, are you going to be like, I, I don't want to. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it yeah, on the show, I, but do you think it's an important hire? I don't want to downplay the the type of work that those guys put in. However, come on. <laughs> come on. He's downplaying it. You're just knocking Mahomes, the entire Patrick, job. That I was have, Matt Nagy's job last I have year. Andy Reid, I have Matt Nagy, and I have Patrick Mahomes. You know, I know, real, pe- I know people what say. What if it was I, like Nick got I, the job? I know people say that exact thing so often. This is one of those where I actually be like, yeah, they'd be just fine. Nick would just need to stay out of the way. But yes. Nick would just need to stay out of the Stop way. Stop it. Stop it. I, I could absolutely derail this train. Okay. So I said, stay out of the way. Stay out of the way. But you could be hired. He wouldn't be able to stay, stay out of the way. Out of the way. No, no do way. I do I strike you as the stay out of the way type? No. Gold? So then I guess he would for like two weeks. Hire you. They couldn't hire you then. It'd be like two weeks, and then he'd start. He'd notice like one thing, and he'd be like, "But you know, I kind of saw this thing." And he'd be like, "We already we hey, did Pat, this." Hey Pat, come over here. Hey, come here, <laughs> real quick. Right, I'm just calling guys over. Hey, have you, have you ever tried this? I just start doing stupid I stuff. Notice your arm angle is a little <laughs> off. Like, who yeah, the hey, hell are you? Try ripping it like this, huh? <laughs> slap, a lot of butt slaps. Like, get out there, Got a boy, Got a kid. Oh man, how'd you get fired so quick? I would not get fired. They hired me. Like what? What process led to them that's hiring usually, me? Honestly, if uh, you Nick, got hired as the quarterback how, coach, somehow you'd be an NFL head coach in like uh, two years. Yeah, <laughs> I love Nick just said they're not going to fire me because they hired me. Do you realize that in order to get fired, you have to be hired? <laughs> well, no, I'm saying don't eat, don't <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying like they they saw something in me clearly, mm-hmm. and don't try and lump me in just because I called Cody out earlier. <laughs> By the way, can I? I just this yeah, is what ahead, happened earlier. Ahead. You know why they're top five in attendance? Because people attend the game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> checks out. <laughs> that is how that works. All right, coming up next, uh, this was something we saw coming for a while when it came to the Chiefs, but it's actually going to happen. And now what do they have to do over the next two or three months to sort it out? We'll do that next. Just getting started here on a Monday. It's Cody and Gold. We'll get to Nick's notable notes in about 12 minutes or so. On Friday, we had Vinny Pasquantino call into the show. And you might have recalled. I'm glad we're addressing before this. Before Vinny came on, we were talking about at that point would have been the first Cactus League game of the season. And Nick had made a comment about something. We were talking about, like, can you bet on the game? And Cody said he was going to bet on the Royals to win. There wasn't a total. but And the Royals, by the way, did win on a walk-off. I did bet weekend. on it. I didn't and, even and just say. The, Royals, the Royals are never going to lose a baseball game in the spring. That's what we've determined after the first couple games here. 162-0. That's right. Well, 185 and 0 because spring training. That's exactly right. So this was when we had Vinny on the show. If you, if you missed it, this was the sequence at the beginning of our interview. Vinny, I did predict that you're hitting a dinger today. That'd be good. I would, I would, I would be very happy with that. Yeah, first at bat, actually. No, no, oh, okay. yeah, it's gonna happen. First at bat, right away. I would like you to know that I'm in for that. Fast forward a couple hours later, first at bat. What does he do? Vinny Pasquantino. He's up, I think, two zero in the account in the count, and he just destroyed a ba- just destroyed a baseball. Two run home run. Royals take the two nothing lead. First at bat. I'm in my. I'm not even home yet. I'm in my car listening to six ten, and immediately multiple tweets, multiple texts. Uh, and it was, you got to be kidding me. And it, it wasn't something we could bet on, by the way. If, if it was a regular season game, you could have actually bet on not just a home run, but that particular at bat, it would have been great. Amazing odds. Uh, but it was still pretty wild. So then naturally, our guy Vern and also Jared our, Kohler, uh, our buddy KCG Jared 5. over at, at KC5 asked Vinny about, like, look, the guys on Cody and Gold, they said you were going to hit a home run, man. What do you what do you make of, of all of that? No, uh, Cody and 
Were you going for the home run on your first at bat because of what Cody and Gold said? No, uh, Cody and Gold was the farthest thing from my mind when I was in <laughs> when I was in the box. I was more just ready to hit, and I was able to get one, and I did something with it. So, just happy with it. So no credit to them. None, like literally none. <laughs> uh, but thank you. <laughs> none, but thanks. Wow, Vinny, really? <laughs> no credit. We weren't anywhere near his mind dude, at that point. Dude hits that's, one that's, home run in spring training, and now he thinks he's like hmm, a villain or something. Literally none. Uh, literally mean, none. Arrogant. <laughs> that's all. That's future all star type focus, you know though. That he wasn't thinking about us while he was in that batter's box. We had just talked to him earlier in the day. He wasn't thinking because he's focused Excuse on the prize. Me? He's I think focused on the prize. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I think I'm going to say it now. Vinny's lying. Oh yeah, he lied. He's lied You've before. You've called him a liar twice. But yeah, but he well, has... the first time he admitted to the lie. Yeah, mm. that's that's true. He said he hadn't heard Pasquantino, and he had. He was trying to be a good big leaguer. So I believe him that in the batter's box he wasn't thinking. But do you you telling me as he's trotting <laughs> around the bases, he's like halfway between second and third. Yeah. He didn't think for one second. Wait, the guys remember this those morning, guys? Just hours earlier said I was going to hit a home run, and then, oh no, they didn't just say I was going to hit a home run. They said I was going to hit a home run in my first at bat of spring, and he did just that. I'm not saying we need a lot of credit. We're not even asking for, you know, better than 50%. He's the guy who worked all offseason. He's mean, the guy who hit the dinger. No problem. But, you know, 5%? I'm proud. You know what? 5% credit? A lot of people, when you have interns, you're proud to see them succeed for later on in life. You know, and Vinny was an intern of ours, and now he's working full-time in the big leagues. And you know what? He's succeeding. You know, he's having success. He hits a home run hmm. in his first day. He's not in the lineup today, I don't believe. Uh, but that's fine. We didn't. We're not predicting. <laughs> we wouldn't have predicted. You think Guitaro sat him down and said, "Like, hey, man, you need to remember where you came from. You need to practice some humility." <laughs> these these guys. Back. These guys have done so much for your career. <laughs> they believed in you from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Uh, you know who never forgot about us, man. Every step of the way on his path to stardom, Creed Humphrey. That's <laughs> the way to do it, man. Never once said zero percent. Never. Thanks, but no thanks. Never. Not a single time during his run. He invited us to help host a beer dinner. Vinny hasn't invited us anywhere. That's true. In fairness, he hasn't had his own event yet. No, but come on. Mm. You can invite us you to, know? you know, happy hour or I think something. this was, this was <laughs> a, like to get a beer, you know. A fine moment for the show. A fine moment for the show. What and are Vinny you back. talking about? It, he, he dumped on us, man. <laughs> he trashed us. This is how you want to be remembered? As a guy who Major League <laughs> Baseball players no, don't like? Uh, Cody. Were you going for the home run on your first at bat because of what Cody and Gold said? No, uh, Cody and Gold was the farthest thing from my mind when I was in <laughs> when I was in the box. I was more just ready to hit, and I was able to get one, and I did something with it. So, just happy with it. So no credit to them. None, like literally none. <laughs> uh, but thank you. <laughs> none, but thanks. <laughs> you just wanted credit, huh? None, literally none. No, I'm happy for Vinny. Don't get me wrong. This can be both. I'm both happy at a home run, really looking forward to the year he might put on the diamond, and I don't think it would have hurt him in that moment in a spring training game to give us like a, a, a throw us a five percenter. Kenny is a big wrestling fan. He was at he was down in in San Antonio a couple what a month or so ago for what was that WrestleMania. He knows how this works. So now he's turning into villain. I think so. Man, it's gonna be interesting the next time he's on this show. It'd be really interesting. I could see Vinny. We're going to play that cut right back, right away in the next interview. Right away, we're going to play that cut. He's so big. I could actually see him in w, doing WWE. Absolutely. Jumping off the top rope. Yes. I was going to like make it my goal to get him on. You know, he's talking about like how much he wanted to be on Pat McAfee's show. I thought we could make it like a show goal to get him on there. Not anymore. I don't know anymore. It's wow, you're, you're really, you're, uh, you're wow. done. Wow. 
I don't know. And, one, and by the way, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You know, the funniest part of this is that Cody is even feigning that he has the ability to get him on <laughs> Pat McAfee's show, the biggest sports show as, in the world. As if Cody can just make a phone call. Like, hey, I, I just a, said I, we I could get, try to help. I, I got a guy. I got Facilitate. a guy for you, you know? But, you, but a, that's the thing, Cody. I don't think you could help. Do you know anyone, do you know anyone even loosely affiliated with the Pat McAfee show? I do not. Okay. <laughs> So they want to make no. that perfectly clear <laughs> before, before you go to the next thing. Huh. That was tough. Tough moment for the show. I'm going to have to process that. I, I was processing it all weekend and, and I'll have to continue to do so until we have Vinny on the show. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about Vinny's decision. You seem like you're just going to support him either way, even though Absolutely. he did not support us. I thought it was great. I was great. We called our shot. He delivered. We called our shot as a show and he, he, he delivered. He didn't make us look like fools. If only we could have bet on it. Again, particular at bat bet as well. It wasn't just a home run. If you, what like, would that have been? Like 20 to 1? Something like that. It wasn't just he hit a home run, which would have been like 6 to 1. But a first at bat home run, that's probably 20 to 1. To pick which at bat it was going to happen. Hmm. I can't wait till the regular season, and then we'll start betting on Vinny. Have him on the show, have a conversation, and they then just, bet on the things he says. Yeah, just don't mention the betting to him. I think that you caught that. Maybe that's what got us in trouble here. Part of the interview. He was not happy with you. For, I couldn't even bet on it. He was not happy when you mentioned, uh, well, we're talking about betting. He walked away from that very quickly, understandably. So he so. Opened, that's he opened it. So you opened the interview. That's mm-hmm. probably why. Gold and I were sitting here trying to pump him up. I was, t- but you guys were saying, notice, I was saying you, mean notice, things about him, and yeah, I wasn't. Notice you had nothing to do with the prediction. I said the dinger. <laughs> Gold said first at bat. Okay. What did you bring to the table? I don't know. Other than negativity, other than Me- trying to get it was him, not negativity. That was trying, the whole reason. Other than trying to get him suspended, talking about base, talking about gambling on baseball. And he's too smart for that. He would never get in trouble. So what you were testing him? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a test. I just know. I know Vinny is too smart that even if I bring up betting, we don't just make predictions for any Royals player that comes on. We've had multiple players on. We didn't. We didn't predict. Daniel Lynch to have X amount of strikeouts or N- Nicky Lopez to, to do anything. No, that was, that was a, we just had a feeling around Vinny Pasquantino that that was, that was going to be a home run day for him and, and, he, and he delivered. So we appreciate that. Thanks Vinny. You're my hero. <laughs> You've really flipt. You said he trashed the no. show. That was your hero. Well, that was like five minutes ago. I forgot. Hmm. Someone said Carrington has been on Pat McAfee's show. Maybe he's our in. I think a cut. I don't know if he's been a guest. Pete's been a Pete Sweeney's been an actual guest. Oh, oh so I true. take it back. I do have a connection. His name's Pete Sweeney. He's been a guest on the show. Well, Clearly, I, he's I, been contacted by a producer. Pete can get someone else on the show. He's been contacted by a producer. Right, but that you're produce- in radio, and you seem to have a very rudimentary understanding for how it, how the industry works. <laughs> yeah, this is, by the way, a lot of people have Nick's number, so it's pretty simple that uh, they just Nick's number. Nick automatically get on the show if yeah. you text Nick, me. If you want on the show, text Nick. <laughs> Whatever reason, he'll, he'll get you on the show. Let alone on a national show that's the most popular sports. He's show He's a professional right now. baseball player, so like there's no reason to have him on the show. If he has a huge year and the roles are competitive, then yes, then and I he's entertaining. That, Pat McAfee cares about entertaining personalities. That's what Vinny is. Shows up on MLB Network. Yeah. Doesn't seem he shows up on MLB Radio. Maybe Pat McAfee's looking to dip his toe in the baseball waters, even though he pretty much exclusively sticks to football. And let's uh, let's get back to football, shall we? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get we shall. Shall? Um, so the report that came out over the weekend from Nate Taylor of The Athletic, friend of the show, of course, was that the Chiefs are going to decline the fifth-year option for Clyde. And this is something we, I mean. We've known this for some time. Should not have stunned anybody. 
this was the expectation. Even before Pacheco came on strong in the back half, it just, you looked at the financial side of it based on what he had done in the past in the first three years, like, this this was understandable. But like 15 first round, 20 first round quarterbacks taken in the last decade, and yeah. like four have had their op, five have had their option picked up, right. and like three were a mistake. Correct. Yeah, the fifth year <laughs> option just doesn't really get picked up to begin with, let alone at a running back and one that has been disappointing and can't yeah. stay healthy. You so, got to be Christian McCaffrey. No. Yeah, no, much. I will say this though. If I can't get a conditional pick in a trade that's at least a fifth, I'm, I'm at, maybe I'm in the minority. I'm absolutely fine with Clyde being on this team next season. If I can get a fifth round pick, then yeah, I'll go ahead and move on. It's it's good for both sides. I have a check go back. I can bring back McKinnon maybe on a one-year deal, and then I can either draft another back or find another veteran that I think just fits the system better. That that's fine too. But if I if I'm you know not getting a fifth round pick even for the guy, then I You're still sitting? think Clyde is a third, you know, my third back or whatever is perfectly fine next season. Unless you think the relationship is sour. I don't, I don't know that, you know, he was at the, okay. fashion, he did not show he up to the, the parade. That ain't great. I was, yeah, I was about to say, he didn't show up to the, to the parade. He was at a fashion show. Is, is that something where the, the chiefs are just flat out? Hey, we're done with them. We're just done. That, that, that pissed them off. Maybe it's me. And if, if that's the case, then then they're they're probably willing to take less. But I, I I don't you don't just give him away for nothing. I'm not at that point. Let's not act like the guy's been complete trash. I am. I'm I'm there. And, and I'm not saying he's trash. I'm not. I'm I'm not even trying to claim that. I just understand what the market is for running backs. What you can get for running backs. How much he cost relative to other running backs who are available on the market or will be available on the market. And if anybody will give you anything, I'd take it. Someone give me a seventh. Fine. Somebody give me a pick that isn't a pick, and it turns into a conditional seventh. If he plays eight games, cool. I will take anything at this point. I don't think we should underplay skipping the parade. It's not. I'm not. I'm not trying to say he's a bad team, but like clearly, you want to look for like the most it soured thing of all time. Clyde worked really hard. Clyde was trying to get back healthy. Clyde got yep. himself back healthy. He got himself off of the pup list. He got himself off of the or the the IR. Right, he's back. He's there. He's available. He's their former first-round pick. He's available for the Super Bowl. Do they activate him? No. They don't because they had things figured out. They had a system that worked, and they didn't want to upset the apple cart because Ronald Jones has a different skill set than Clyde does. Sure. So Clyde does, essentially, he does the pass catching worse than McKinnon and the running better than Pacheco, worse than Pacheco. So it's like he was the worst version of those two guys, so choose the third guy who does the different thing that's just kind of like the, you know, the... The guy who just like does the little bit of everything and gets his three carries. It didn't make sense to activate Clyde. They didn't. And I think he was probably sour as a result sure, of that. No and doubt. he decided to skip the parade so, and go to New York. Yeah, I'd be, I'd I mean, be pissed I, too. I mean, it's that would, that, not that uh, you have to worry about it because you're, you're, if you're just looking at the Chiefs in, but it probably was an absolutely brutal year to watch if you're Clyde. You had the injury and then you saw your replacement come in and have the success and has now become a fan favorite. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it sucked. And then you had a chance so to be I, activated for a Super Bowl game. Right. Yeah, I, and you didn't get activated. My guess is he gets traded it. as well. I'm with you. I mean, like my my guess is that that is likely where this goes. I'm I'm just not as keen on just like giving away for nothing. Like I wouldn't cut him. Like that, that I would rather have on the roster than just cutting him. That doesn't I, make to much me, sense to me. He actually is more valuable cut because how, oh, because how, of his cost. How, you can the cost also goes off in a trade too, though, man. Like I, mean, I understand. Well, look, he's more valuable. <laughs> I'm just saying he's more valuable cut than just on the roster. Mm. Obviously, he's more valuable in a trade than cut. That's logical. But it's to me. He is he is more valuable than like he's more valuable just cut than on the roster because he's going to cost again he's going to be like the tenth most expensive running back this year yeah three million it Let's, never feels it that. sounds way worse when we say tenth highest payback because I, I just I just want the the number needs to be out there because I think if I say anything oh he's the tenth highest paid at his position people are thinking seven or eight million dollars it's three million no I well I know that it's three and it's still but it's 
That's also all that running back costs. They're cheap. They're available on the cheap all the I mean, time. Truth be told, they should just draft another sixth or seventh round running back. I mean, that's what they should do. Oh, probably. Yeah, I mean, that's about as simple co- If we're talking cost, and they got, they're going to have 10 picks, 11 picks in this but Look, draft. he's falling down because a couple of other guys have been paid or last year were paid. And there's paid, a bunch that are about to get paid. So that number 10th yeah. is going to be like probably 17th. Be 20. It'll be 20. Yeah. yeah, by the time it's all said and done. But it's just like all those guys. And look, everybody who's below him, essentially paid in the 20s, are guys on rookie deals or rookies. So I'm not saying that he should be somewhere higher. The reason why he's 20th is because he's also a rookie and on his rookie deal. He's not a rookie, but he was a rookie on a rookie deal. And he was a first round pick. The only guy who was a first round pick that year. But it just, it seems sour enough at this point. I don't feel like, like, and we talk all the time about like clubhouse and locker room mentality and like part, but like, that's it. Like if I were his teammate, it'd be like, I wouldn't want, if I were the chiefs, I wouldn't want to try to like, it's not worth salvaging that. He doesn't provide enough value to your team to be like, let's figure out a way to like I, mend fences and make this well, work. So I think it's more of the front office and how they're feeling. Are they upset? Uh, I, I, I can't I don't know. I, I can't speak. We haven't talked to Skipping a, a, Super Bowl a, Chiefs, pretty, a pretty We big haven't deal. talked to a Chiefs player. Like, did that bug did that bug his teammates, or is he still viewed as a great teammate? Like, I don't think we should automatically assume that everybody in the Chiefs locker room just doesn't like the guy. I think that is probably inaccurate, as a matter of fact. Now the front office might be pissed. An ownership might be pissed. Andy might be pissed that he wasn't at the parade. But I don't think suddenly it means that everybody in the locker room just doesn't like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I don't, I don't think that's an accurate representation just to throw out there without actually knowing. No, I. but there's got to be people who hated it. Like, I, it's safe I to know. say that they're yeah, probably still friends. You don't think there's a single player? I have no idea. They You're might not have willing also... to say that there's going to There's a somebody. Sing, oh, a single player? Cody, we can find yeah. anybody in any workplace that doesn't like one particular person. Yeah, I was about to say, like... I understand that, like... I, I, I don't like, think I'd put I, it better than 50%, but there's got to be at least 10 players on the team that are like, what the hell, man? You just give it on the Super Bowl parade for a fashion show? This is nuts. Yeah, and some of them probably just won the Super Bowl. You were with us all year. And some of them probably understand that they would have been pissed off as well if and, they, they didn't get a play. And even yeah. and then there was probably some of them who were like, "Who? <laughs> Who's that?" <laughs> because Clyde, I don't remember uh, a guy by that name. Write something down. Nick's notable notes. All right, guys. Pro Football Focus. Where are we at oh. with them? Where are we at with Pro Football Focus? We still hate them. It's I know at one point bag. in the year. It's a complicated relationship. Remember earlier in the year when they had the, they had Patrick Mahomes as like the eighth ranked quarterback behind yeah, the guy Geno that, Smith? The guy that won MVP and won a Super Kirk Bowl. Kirk Cousins uh-huh. were ahead of him. Yeah. There was also that one week where he was in particular, like that was that, that was the given week he was ranked eighth, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It wasn't the whole, yeah, it was just the particular week. I think that was the Cardinals game. It was week one. And he had like, like four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Chiefs yeah. won by exactly a million. It. That's exactly it. Well, I think they may have uh, earned their way back into Chiefs fans' good graces because over the last week, they have been unveiling their top 100 players of 2022. And Patrick Mahomes, guys, shocker, comes in <laughs> at number one overall. But the reason why I wanted to bring it up today wasn't just because Mahomes came in at one, which is no surprise. The guy they have at number two also dons the red and gold. Chris Jones was the second-ranked player in 2022. Wow, so the Chiefs had the number one and the number two player in all of football, according to Pro Football Focus. Joe Burrow comes in at number three, guys. And at number four... Another Chief? Another Chief. Travis Kelsey. It's almost like they had a team good enough to win Super Bowl this year. It's almost (laughs) as if there's talent all over the (laughs) roster, but... I think it is interesting when we go back and, and think about what we talked about last offseason when the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill. They loaded up on all these draft picks. They didn't spend a ton in free agency. There was this idea that the Chiefs were building for depth as opposed for really relying upon star talent. When we went through 
the offseason and saw what everybody else in the AFC West was doing. We saw them going after these big name free agents, these star studded trades. And we thought, well, everybody else is going for the big splashy. They want the big stars. The Chiefs are going to try and build depth throughout the roster. Yet here we sit at the end of the year and these rankings are arbitrary. So who really cares? But we can all agree that if it's not three of the top four players in the NFL, those three guys are probably all, all at least in the top 10. No, no question. Right. So it does sort of it, it kind of flips the idea on its head that the Chiefs weren't trying to build the championship roster with star talent. That's exactly what they did. It's just they didn't all the middle tier players that were there for the first run. Right. The guy, the Anthony Hitchens of the world are like, oh, you're like a mid tier regular NFL player that we spent veteran money on. Those were all replaced by rookies. Just all rookies were like second-year players. They just did all that instead of that. And it turns out, yeah, if you have three of the top four players in the entire NFL, you can probably do that. And then they just had other really, really solid players that maybe not at the highest positional value, but they had a top 100 or top 25 center, and they had... uh, Yeah, Creed Humphrey came in ranked 21st in the NFL. Well, three of the other four that came in the top 100 are all on rookie deals still. Nick Bolton and Jerry Sneed. The only guy they paid outside of that was Joe Tooney. So it's like, hey, our top end players are all the highest paid players. We're giving them contracts. They're great. That's why they got all the money. We didn't screw up the contracts. Because to me, that says one thing. They didn't screw up any of those contracts. They paid all those guys. They paid all those guys a lot of money. And they're actually seeing the return. That doesn't always happen. Sometimes you pay a guy like Jalen Ramsey, and it's like you're not getting the value to what you pay ratio. Not him necessarily, yeah. but, well, you know, top in town. The Chandler Jones signing, the Von Miller signing. Yeah. Von Miller was because of injury. He was the playing JC great. The J.C. Jackson signing. J.C. Jackson. And another, another injury. wasn't available. I mean, Von Miller was playing incredible until he got hurt. I mean, he was, he was yeah. awesome the first eight weeks or so, but it, that, that's a dollar amount that's going to really hurt the Bills for a while. Yeah, the, uh, as the text line points out, what was Mahomes on the NFL top 100 this past year? If he's not number one now, he wasn't. He wasn't he number wasn't. one. No, he was like sixth, wasn't he, or fifth? Yeah. The NFL won one of the players supposedly. Aaron Donald was two, I think. Was Aaron Rodgers number one? Oh, he's coming off the MVP, so probably back to back MVPs. Uh, well, this one, this is August of 2022, so that was this past one. Number one, top 100. Pl- oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's. I think this is the one voted on by players. This had Mahomes eighth. <laughs> Oh, Dude. my God, eight. Are you kidding me? Oh, uh, man. Yeah. How long do you think this list will exist before guys, he... He dropped seven spots. Okay, so how long before he's not number one again? No, he's he going to be number one this year. He has two Super Bowl titles and two MVPs in his first five seasons as a starter. How long until he's not number one on the NFL list to um, start the Number year? one was Brady. Number two was Aaron Donald. Three was Rodgers. Four was Cup. And five was Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan the Taylor. One, well, guys, oh the one God. that's the one that's more interesting to me is Chris Jones coming in at number two. Now, Pro Football Focus loved Aaron Do- or loved Chris Jones yeah. all year. We saw that he finished second in Defensive Player of the Year voting. Be interested to see what NFL players, yeah, because that's all, especially for at the line of scrimmage. I'm always interested to hear what the guys who actually have to block these dudes or the ones who have to try and get past these offensive linemen. That's what I really love. Like Mitchell Schwartz was talking about, I think this was earlier this season, how the toughest guy he ever had to play against was Von Miller. You get to see what it's like from a player's yeah. perspective who has to well, game plan for these dudes. I'll be interested to see where Chris Jones ranks according so, to players. I'll say pretty strongly based on the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals double teamed him 80% of the snaps. <laughs> And he still destroyed their offensive line. I feel like that team, at the very Where? least, is going to feel very highly of Chris Jones' performance. <laughs> Where was Chris Jones last year on this? I'm, looking, I'm trying to find it on the, the NFL players' top Well, he 100. probably wasn't that high because I, statistically he didn't have a huge season. 39, I just found it. So 39th. And well, he's he going to jump. Uh, yes. Um, he's going to jump to, like, top 20. 
That's insane. Honestly, I hope they accidentally they, they still vote Mahomes like third. Mahomes, I mean, ever Mahomes been just being eighth was is I get it. Like pro football focus again, subjective. Only been around for for so long, but do you think there's ever been an example of one NFL team having three Ooh, of the five man. best players in the league? I mean, the Bucks probably in the year they won it probably had quite a few high up. If we think about Brady and you think about the the defensive player, like I, I bet you Shaq Barrett and some of those guys were up were, were up there pretty high. Gronk, Gronk was probably still at that point even high on the list. Yeah, but Gronk had already retired and come back. I, he wasn't a top ten player in the NFL. Well, Brady, Randy Moss play, year. That's great. Out that way though. Who's their best defensive player in those years? Because mm. that year stands out as being. Well, the reason, was Seymour on that team? No, I mean that, to, was, my, that my, was my years are all messed that up. That was though. after the elite elite defenses yeah. because yeah, at that point but in it was pre Gronk, right? The Randy Moss years. So, yeah, two thousand eight. But to do it, to, to have, yeah. I mean, literally, to have the best player on offense, the best player on defense, <laughs> and the best offensive weapon in football. That is effectively what they're saying the Chiefs won their Super Bowl with Pretty this good. year. Those are Nick's notable notes. It actually will lead us into what's next for teams against Mahomes and Andy Reid. We'll tell you. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.